Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Secret War on Cash podcast. Um, we've been discussing a lot of things here in the last several weeks pertaining to the economy. Uh, there's a lot of questions as to you know what's going on with our debts and deficits currently. Uh, we've been looking at what uh, financial markets have been doing, what direction you know some of the experts out there are suggesting we might see them go or take here in the coming days, weeks, and months ahead. Um, but a, a big topic that we've been discussing has been what's been happening in our banking system. And joining me today again is Wes Peters, Senior Portfolio Advisor for Swiss America Trading. Good morning, Wes. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dean. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing really well. I know you just got back from Hawaii. You uh, had a reunion with all your, the uh, well, several of the people in your uh, Marine Corps. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, every year for the Marine Corps birthday and Veterans Day, a uh, bunch of my buddies that I was uh, stationed with in Hawaii, uh, we get together for a reunion. And uh, this year it happened to be where we were stationed and all worked together. Um, so I got to see some some new face, you know, faces I haven't seen in, you know, 35 years, probably. Wow. And uh, there were pro- with spouses, there were probably 50 of us there. So, yeah, we had a, had a great time. That's great. And great to have that kind of uh, a union and a reunion, you know, that right. many years later. What a special yeah, bond that is. Absolutely. And, and it was like we, we meet up and it's like we haven't missed a beat at all. You know, we all still. Uh, like to pretend in our mind that we're young and that, and, and uh, you know, we had a great time. So, yeah. Was, well, I, I saw a few of the pictures. You, you guys actually do look relatively young, all things considered. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. Yeah. So, and, you know, thank you for your service and, and certainly all the, the people that you did serve with as well. Wes, earlier this year, Credit Swiss Bank needed a severe bailout by the Swiss, Swiss authorities, which was the single largest bailout of an individual bank in history. These type of problems with banks have become somewhat the norm, it seems. And I know some people might be saying, well, what's Switzerland have to do with me? Well, in this case, I would say it's the recent comments made by Swiss National Bank Chairman Martin Schlegel that may be of some interest or even some concern to us all. It was at a recent event in Basel where Mr. Schlegel was proposing the idea to help prevent a mass exodus of depositors from banks, thus creating the problem it did for uh, Credit Suisse Bank, that they impose certain restrictions, such as limiting the amount of money a person could withdraw or the period of time that they can make withdrawals, along with customers paying fees for exiting these banks or these institutions. Now, this bailout works out to be about 180 billion plus in U.S. dollars, which again represents the single greatest individual bank bailout ever. The main problem he cites is that people lost confidence in this bank, their bank, and there was a rush by depositors to get their money out and thus the problem. Now, a run on a bank, any bank, is never good, Uh, but what seems to be the mis the, the mismanagement of some of these institutions that we're seeing today. I'm not so sure this isn't something that we might see more of. And I'm not talking overseas. I'm talking here in the U.S. As I read this article, Wes, I immediately thought of the images we all saw of those people outside of Silicon Valley Bank standing in line waiting to gain access to their money. So I, I guess what I'm asking here, getting to a question, uh, do you think 
that we might see banks here impose these same type of restrictions and fees at some point. And, and do you think this is a type of problem, meaning people making runs on banks that we might actually even encounter here? Might we expect to see this? Uh, absolutely, Dean. I think people should be very, very concerned. Um, you know, this is uh, heading to to the United States as well. And um, these banks have a number of challenges right now. Um, number one, uh, liquidity challenges. Uh, bank deposits from April of 2022 to May of 2023 for these commercial banks have fallen over a trillion dollars, according to the St. Louis Federal Reserve. Now, up until 2022, these deposits were raising fairly steadily uh, over the last 50 years. So that's the first challenge is these banks, there's been a trillion dollars flow out of these banks in just 13 months. So that's, that's number one. Number two, Right now, these banks are locked into long-term investments of 10 years or more. Um, and they're locked into these investments paying a lower rate of return than what you could currently get today. Since the interest rates have gone up significantly over the last two years, um, people aren't locking up their money for 10 years. They're getting into shorter-term investments. Now, these banks are locked into these investments and they can't sell them because right now they're unrealized losses. These banks have $650 billion of unrealized losses. And an example of that, Dean, is let's say if you and I were to buy a $10 stock in our IRA or 401k, we bought it last year and right now it's worth six bucks. We haven't lost anything until we actually sell it. On paper, it's a loss, but if we hold that position and hope it comes back, we haven't lost anything. So these banks have all this money tied up in these long-term investments that they can't liquidate at a loss. So they're having to borrow money from the Federal Reserve for liquidity. And now rates are higher and they're having to borrow that money at a much higher rate, uh, even a higher rate than they're getting on their investments. So they're, they're hemorrhaging money. And imagine that we're putting our money in these institutions that don't pay us a decent rate of return. And that's one of the reasons money's flowing out of these banks. People can go open a brokerage account and buy a CD paying a much higher return than these banks are to hold our money and let them, you know, these banks use our money to work for them rather than our money working for us. Um, so they're kind of over a barrel here. And at any time, what people need to realize at any time you could have $10,000 in a bank, Dean, and they could look at you and say, up. Oh, Sorry, Mr. Heskin, all we can give you today is $500. And you don't have a legal leg to stand on. And how about, oh, I want to I want to take money out of my account. Oh, well, we're going to charge you a fee for that. Um, it's it's criminal. And, um, you know, there there are other solutions, other things people can do to to protect themselves. But um, it, it just um, a, a matter of time. It's already happening, as a matter of fact. I mean, it's not a matter of time. It's It's here. Again, we've talked before about uh, our own clients who've been frozen out of their bank accounts and things. So um, people need to be proactive, absolutely, in getting protected. Yeah, it's I, I mean, you know, it's funny, too. You mentioned like putting money in a CD and even that uh, article I read, uh, I think yesterday or day before, um, 
the, the amount of money in banks, you know, the assurance that we all are familiar with over the course of our life was you have the FDIC there to insure them. But I mean, it, it, the FDIC quite literally has pennies on the dollar in terms of what they can um, offer, you know, as far as insuring or making good on these deposits of people, um, you know, and it's, it, it's like we have to put our money somewhere. And, you know, that, and that kind of leads into, you know, the next article that we have on the screen there, when it comes to people's, we'll call it, quote, loss of confidence in their banks in today's environment, um, I completely understand. We've been covering over the last several weeks, numerous stories where people have had their accounts frozen, monies inexplicably removed from their account. And in many instances, the bank is stonewalling them, giving no explanation as to why. The article on your screen now, or in the, the link in your notes, uh, if you're listening to this, this podcast, it highlights yet again another recent victim of this type of situation. And I know victim's kind of a strong word, Wes, but it does seem like a victimization of, sort, of sorts when these people are denied or have, have lost access to their money, monies they pay tax on, that's sitting in their bank account. This one, a dad who needed money for food, medical, the normal things we all deal with every day, had his, his account frozen. It took his persistence and CBS News, upon hearing you know, about what was happening, contacting the, the CBS News contacting the bank to help get this situation resolved and allow this gentleman access to his funds. Funds that the bank was saying it was going to take 10 to 20 days to sort out, but he needed it like yesterday. So tell us a little more about this article and your thoughts about whether or not this should be of a real concern for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. This is happening more and more often and their excuse is always fraudulent activity, um, which, you know, I'd love to see the guidelines on that. What everything that qualifies for fraudulent activity, it's like just a great big umbrella an excuse they can use to, to freeze someone's account. Um, Remember after the 2008 financial crash, Dean, uh, Chris Dodd and Barney Frank, they got the, uh, the Dodd-Frank bill passed. Um, and that was to supposedly to shore up these banks, to make them more solvent, more liquid, uh, which we see how that well that's working right now. Um, and also it, it was to save the taxpayers saying, we, you know, the taxpayers will not have to bail out these banks again. And uh, they'll do a bail-in. And when you go to a bail-in, Basically, what that means is, you know, you establish a checking or savings account, you put money into those accounts, you know, that money legally, most legally belongs to the bank. The bank owes you an IOU. Um, the bank considers your money an unsecured debt. So, again, they have total control over your money, when you will receive it, how much you'll receive. Um if your bank gets in trouble, uh, which happened earlier this year with Silicon Valley Bank and a couple of other banks, um, you know, the uh, FDIC and the federal government are going to determine who they will and who they won't bail out. Again, the kind of the too big to fail scenario. And that's driving bank people out of these small regional banks into the big five with a lot of people thinking what the government's not going to let these big five banks fail. But it's again, it's running people out of these smaller banks to the larger banks. And, you know, there's even been talk about uh, the government nationalizing the banking system at some point. 
So it, it's, it's an everyday event now where these things are happening. Uh, accounts being frozen, banks refusing to wire money. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's a crazy time that we're living in right now, you know, and people are scratching their head like, okay, well, I have to have a bank. Um, you know, what, what should I do? Well, you're right. We do have to deal with us dollars and banks. Um, but you know, limit your exposure, have some money in a, you know, credit union, a, a, a bank, uh, diversify it that way. But the number one way to protect yourself, Dean, and get your, you have to have some money outside of the system. And sure. by what I mean by that, having money outside of the system is physical gold and silver. And I would just encourage everybody watching and listening to do a little homework and, and look up central banks buying gold. And as you're reading those articles, keep in mind that these are the institutions that control money around the world. And what these uh, central banks have been doing for over five years now, they don't want to hold U.S. dollars. They are exchanging those dollars for physical gold. And there's a reason for it. And the reason for it is they know where the dollar's headed. There's a grand uh, plan here to seamlessly transition into a digital currency at some point. And these central banks don't want to be holding dollars because if you think about it, Dean, every investment people own, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, when you liquidate those positions, you're given a dollar that our government's going to continue to um, devalue. They, they're going to continue their plan to go to that digital currency. When you have physical gold and silver, you're not tied to the dollar. Every currency in the world, every country in the world recognizes the value of gold and silver. And by far, the number one question that over the years that I get from people uh, is they'll say, okay, well, so I buy this gold and silver. How am I going to use this when I can't go to the grocery store and buy food? I can't go put gas in my vehicle, which, which is true. And I personally, I could be wrong, but I don't think we're going to, going to get into a barter situation in our lifetime. That would be a very, very ugly uh, uh, scenario. But the way you're more than likely going to use your gold and silver is when our government makes this, tries to make this seamless transition from the, from the U.S. dollar to a digital currency, they're going to talk about how much money it's going to save the taxpayers because we don't have to print money. We don't have to make coinage. You'll probably still swipe a debit card, a credit card. You'll still write a check. But instead of that bank taking dollars from your account to pay an individual or a retailer, they're going to take these digital credits. Well, when that happens, our clients can say, okay, I have to pay my bills. I need maybe three or four months of, of that currency to pay my bills. They would contact us. We would say, okay, based on this conversion, here's how much gold and silver you would need to send us. We would cut them a check based on that currency. And they're not laying all their cards on the table at once. You know, they still can privatize some of their wealth and convert it as they need it. And that's one of the biggest concerns people have with this digital currency is you can kiss all privacy goodbye. So, sure. again, our banking system is, is rapidly changing. They control your money and you need to look for some alternatives. Right. And, you know, we've discussed that on uh, some of our other podcasts where the, the, the advantage and the value, I should say, in, in owning gold um, you know, if, heaven forbid, but let's just say some of the things that we've been seeing in the news or reading about in the news, uh, the dollar does crash or collapse in some way, shape or form. 
the, the distinct advantage you have with gold is it, it does not depend upon the U.S. dollar to support its value. It does have a value as expressed in dollars. But as you and I are talking here right now, Wes, uh, it is being traded in yen, mark, lira, pounds, euros, uh, even some of the new currencies. The one we've talked about as well, the, the BRICS, you know, one of the, the some part of the strength of that currency uh, is the fact that they're promoting it is going to be partially backed by gold. So that's the, the value in it is that whatever if anything adverse happens to our financial system, to our, our currency, that's the benefit of owning gold is it can be readily converted into whatever the medium of exchange is. And if it were barter, it would just put it into a whatever that barter item was. So thank you so much for sharing that. And it's, you know, the the, the banking system has just changed so much over the years. You know, in the article that is on the screen, um, you know, the, the gentleman even said he's like they shut down my account without any notice, without any explanation. This is actually relatively common is what he said. I mean, and it's, it unfortunately is. It's become very common. So, right. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. And for those of you tuning in, if you'd like some more information on gold, uh, if you'd like to learn a little more about what's been happening with our financial system, our banking system, uh, as the title of our podcast, The Secret War on Cash, we have an excellent report, a very easy read that you can get uh, free to you. Just contact our office at 1-800-289-2646 or also visit us online at www.swissamerica.com. Please feel free to comment uh, to hear more episodes like this. Please uh, subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't already, uh, follow us on social media as we'll have plenty of updates there as well. Thanks again for joining us, Wes. Look forward to the next time you're with us and keep us posted on what's going on in the financial system and the banks. If, if there's anything topical, we'd love to have you back on. All right, Dean. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a great day.